Now, you don't have to be in Manchester for very long to get a sense of the place. It has a proud past of industry, innovation, and creativity. It has cherished values of liberty, equality, and justice. And it is a city that slumped during the 20th century and is undergoing a major renewal. This is a young, growing, and diverse city with big ambitions. Earlier this year, Deloitte Real Estate published the Manchester Crane Survey, something of great interest to nerds like me. Noting the record number of cranes on the skyline in the city centre, they described 48 new developments being built with over 14,000 new homes under construction. They say this, establishing itself as one of Europe's fastest growing cities, Manchester continues to lead the way in catering for an increasing metropolitan population. Entire new neighbourhoods are in development, redefining the parameters of the city centre as it pushes outwards and upwards, driving record levels of construction. This is an exciting time to be here. But Manchester is not a place where Jesus is widely known, loved and worshipped. According to the Bible's categories, this is a city full of darkness. That is to say, a place where men and women follow the idols of their own hearts, a place where they are lost in their sins, and a place of great brokenness as people live alienated from God. Now, as we set this time aside today for a Vision Sunday, we realize it's not enough just to talk about Grace Church. We love our church. We're thrilled about what God is doing here. But we never want to be a church that's just for ourselves, but for other people. We don't want to focus on Grace Church, but on the great city outside. We don't want to cast a church vision, but a city vision. And as we do, can I ask you to imagine? Imagine that wherever you lived in Manchester, there was a vibrant gospel church near your home where you could feel confident to take people. Imagine that you weren't the only Christian living in your street or neighbourhood, but there were several homes that loved the Lord and blessed the community. Imagine that you weren't the only Christian in your school, in your university class, but there was a strong presence of believers who honoured Jesus. Imagine that in your workplace there was a healthy number of colleagues who identified as Christians and did their work for the glory of God. Imagine that there were so many followers of Jesus in this city that we made a most noticeable difference to poverty, injustice and human slavery. And finally, imagine that we all work together to make a great city for all people to live in through a movement of the gospel. Wouldn't that be glorious to see Manchester filled with communities of light? Now we say communities of light, that means churches, but not necessarily church buildings. They may meet in homes, schools, pubs, cinemas, community centres, and yes, church buildings. But the thing that makes a church a church is that it's a real gospel community on mission with Jesus Christ. And from such churches, the light of the gospel shines out brightly and it pushes back the darkness. Wouldn't it be glorious to see Manchester filled with communities of light? 
But I wonder if some of you are thinking, that's a lovely idea, but I doubt it's going to happen. And you know, I bet some of you younger people and the new Christians here are more hopeful than those who've been around the block a few times. You may be cynical. You may think we've heard it all before, but it hasn't happened. So maybe you have settled for survival mode. I get that. Christians, where you just hang in, try and be godly, and wait until Jesus calls you home. But you have little hope that a gospel movement of Christians working together could change an entire city. Well, we want to show you, if you're doubting that you're wrong, that seeing the city filled with communities of light isn't just a dream. It could become a reality. In fact, we may be at the start of a wave that will swell and roll through the city for the next generation. Let's make sure we catch the wave. I want to give you some hard evidence from another major city in another part of the world where this has happened. A big, secular city where most people didn't even know an evangelical Christian and couldn't tell them from a Morris dancer. But in less than 30 years, things have changed. That city is the city center, Manhattan, in New York. In 1989, less than 1% of New Yorkers in the city center attended a gospel teaching church. Now that's in comparison with 25% of Americans nationwide. So it was the most secular city in the country. In the past 25 years, that proportion from 1% of the population has risen to 5%, as you can see on the slide here, and a particular acceleration happening in the last five years. Notice again, this is the most secular place in America. And now churches are praying and working together to see if that number of churches could reach 15%. That's the, the, the picture on the far right. They believe that at that point, they could see a tipping point of gospel saturation where the broader culture starts to be influenced and transformed by the gospel. So that's Manhattan. Now let's turn and think about Manchester. We estimate that just 2% of Manchester's population attend a gospel church. And there are pockets of spiritual deprivation where there is no viable Christian witness. Whole communities that are outside of Christ. The need is great. Yet, we are not starting from scratch. Great things are already happening. Later, Dan and Ali will give examples of church growth and new congregations starting. It is exciting times. With this growth is a new desire to work in partnership. Many Christians are not just trying to do their own thing, and Grace Church is one of them. We want to stand shoulder to shoulder. One example of this is Alexander Library. Ten years ago, there was little organized witness to the migrant peoples who live, work, or play near the Curry Mile. Then a pastor from Holy Trinity Platt started a new church called TCC. By work of the Holy Spirit, that church was, has led to reach migrant peoples in Rush Home, and that has sparked many collaborations. Today, five churches partner together on the Curry Mile in a ministry center. Hundreds of people are connected. The gospel has gone out to many people, and the word of God has been made available in many languages. 
Some have trusted Christ and have been baptised. And even more exciting, further churches are now being planted in Longsight and Cheatham Hill. This is just the beginning in one place that is just one part of the picture. Wouldn't it be glorious to see Manchester filled with communities of light? Well, what would it take? One answer is that it would take a tipping point. A tipping point is a moment when the dynamics for change become unstoppable. The dictionary defines a tipping point as that point at which a series of small changes or incidents become significant enough to cause a larger, more important change. On their own, the small changes don't look that great. But as they progress, as they reach a critical mass, they cross a threshold. Now, some examples of this from the last 100, 120 years have been found around the world. One would be Christianity in China and in, in South Korea. Uh, 100 years ago, Christianity was very much a minority faith in China. And then after Chairman Mao took power, all the missionaries and foreign workers were quick kicked out. It looked like it was the beginning of the end. But the Chinese church now equals something like 100 million people, many of them meeting in small house churches that are unregistered. It's a force to be reckoned with. China is actually reached with the gospel. Just over 100 years ago, Koreans killed the first missionary who tried to set foot on their shores, speared him to death as he came on shore with his Bible. But now, just over 100 years later, South Korea is the second largest missionary-sending country in the world. There was a tipping point, and everything changed. When minority groups reach 5 to 10% of the population in a city, and they're active in public life, they can have a clear impact on the way everybody lives. Even in prisons, anecdotes suggest that when 10% of inmates in a prison follow Jesus, the whole culture of the, ch the prison changes. It's just as gathering some glowing coals together in a fire can increase the heat until suddenly the fire bursts into life again. Well, what would it take to see that happen in the great city of Manchester? We're going to think about that a little bit later, but first we're going to sing Lord of this city. Let's stand and sing.